want to show you guys her room. Rise and shine. Well, a very heavy, uh, heavy duet. We had a very dare, but let's go ahead, Terrace Chase, and let's go to the, the head of the pet. Hello. Okay, so first off, I need to tell you about this horrifying experience I had in the CVS parking lot today. Oh my God. Which, Spare no details, to, Bestie. Let's to, get into it. And to be clear, <laughs> Anytime you're in a CVS parking lot, it is a horrifying experience, <laughs> just by nature of it, of that. Um, I mean, no spoilers, because I'm going to tell this story later, but, like, I did try to get into a CVS at 11 p.m. in Florida, and it wasn't open. That was all the horror I needed. I mean, that's, like, a hate crime, and that's why we should um, let Florida secede from the United States. Um and we should also not say gay, but that's a whole other issue that we'll tackle later. Nick? <laughs> so I was in the CVS parking lot this morning um, trying, like, low-key trying to take, like, power, like, a three-minute low-key power nap, you know? And you just take... I have a question. Yes, Claire. I have a question <laughs> already. Were you wearing a, like, white wife beater tank top with... A breast My pocket when that happens. <laughs> That's the rip curl this tank. This is the tank. Yeah. This is. I think. I feel like. Mm, you look beautiful. Th- I think you might beat me at any second, but I like the danger. <laughs> he hit me, and it felt like a caress. Um. There's just no room <laughs> for women in music like me. Um. Amen. And I'm like, okay, Grammy nominee. <laughs> so. <laughs> um. Uh. No, I was wearing, Keep her name out of your mouth. I was wearing... I was looking very unsexy in a polo and some slacks. And, Speak for yourself. And a puffy Patagonia to keep him guessing mm-hmm. about what's hidden beneath. And <laughs> um, I was, like, trying to get a power nap, like, a low-key, like, three-minute, like, here we go. You know, you got to get him in wherever you can and i've always said that so true and i like then what then what in in my periphery um i hear (laughs) in my periphery i hear here i see um like a car pull up (laughs) near me and i'm like okay and it's like one of those okay i love how you immediately know who someone is like literally just based on the car they're driving but it was one of those like i know that you're a capitalist bootlicking pig when i see you roll up in the tassie the 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 tassie yeah so the the tassie (laughs) so amen it's awful because elon musk is literally like it's hard for me to think of like a famous person that i dislike more than him I mean, have you ever seen him in no. a polo and slacks and a puffy Patagonia? That might change your mind. That might really get me going. Um, so, <laughs> I also, before you get any deeper in the story, mm-hmm. I need to ask, how's mm-hmm. our connection? I We're can using hear you. my hotspot. Oh my God, amazing. You. Okay. Can you see and hear Just me? Just want to like, I can see and hear you. That's, this is a first for the plot. <laughs> <laughs> Even when we're in person, it's like, Claret, Claret. <laughs> Babe. 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 Look at me. Babe, look at me. Meta Putin. <laughs> um, we'll get into it. Don't worry. So, <laughs> don't you worry, you little heads, listener. So, this car pulls up and it's one. Oh my God. What type of car? It's like, 
It's like it's like a cop car, but one of those like <laughs> detective cop cars, you know? Like, oh god, is it like a Chrysler or something? I don't fucking know. It's like it's Are not you a f- about the like. It's not like your is it like a like Ford? It's not like a big SUV. It's mm-hmm. like like the little sedan. It's it's a sedan. It's like a little sexier. It's a sedan, but it like it's kind of square shaped a little bit. I feel like it's a Chrysler. I want to say I'm not sure. Mm. Um, when a gay and a girl try to describe a car, um, I'm like it had wheels. <laughs> so, <laughs> like what color was that? It was like a beige, like kind of an eggshell beige. Like a pasture raised light like brown. Like a taupey, yeah. like mm-hmm. off white buttercream color. Definitely. No, it pulled up and I was like, that's an off white buttercream. So. Big time. Yeah. And I was like, and I can't wait to tell Claret about this. Literally, as soon as the car pulled up, I was like, oh, well, we have a great story for the pod today. Because then the car honked. That's how I felt when I fell off that scooter, the baby. Car, the car. We'll get into it. Don't you worry. And so. <laughs> So the car like honks and I was like, oh, and you just know. Wait, what time of day is it in this story? It's like 8.15 a.m. Okay. And I'm once again, like trying to take a nap. So <laughs> I... <laughs> so the car honks and I'm like, okay. And you like, you know how tinted my windows are. It's like to an illegal level. Um, Amen. And to quote Sophie, how do you see when you drive at night? And then to quote me in response, not well. So <laughs> the car honks and I like glance over. You do be saying that. I, I glance over and this like very greasy middle-aged Italian man is like leaning out of his window smiling at me. Um, and I'd just seen The Godfather uh, a week and a half ago. Oh. We'll get into it. Don't you worry. And... Is he about to pop out of the bathroom behind you? And I'm, Did you Tony? Take you? So I... <laughs> so, <laughs> he's like, you didn't take my card. You didn't take my card. So I... <laughs> um, so he Gabagool. And I was like, okay. I was like, maybe he thinks I'm a friend. Um, And I like... I literally do like this. Like, through tinted windows. <laughs> Is that our special mug? <laughs> That you're spitting into. Yeah, I just regurgitated Chloe's my coffee spitting into tobacco, our matching mugs. Um, into our special <laughs> mug. So, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, it's been so long since we last recorded that I took literally. up chewing tobacco. Yeah. <laughs> we all needed new vices. Italian man. Um, so, I took up chewing tobacco. It's been a wild couple yeah, of weeks. Exclusively Italian. Italian X. And... <laughs> <laughs> So, Italian. Just add letters. So, Italian. That's kind of cool. I fuck with that one. Oh, why did my mouse disconnect? Oh no, I just charged you. Tony heard you talking shit. Apparently, wait. Can I see? Okay, so just to recap for the people, the man honks. Looks out his greasy window and you put your hands up like you're about to get shot. No, and I like side, I like literally like side eyed, like through my tinted windows, like a slight tilt of the head. Mm-hmm. And then he like makes eye contact with me through my like p- once again pitch black windows. My dad illegally, like, you can't see you in prison, Jeff. You can't see in or out. He like makes eye contact with me and he waves and he's like, hey! And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> 
Does he know he's like being an Italian stereotype? I girl, I not to stereotype Italians intelligence level. I don't think this man could like define stereotype. Um, Amen. So then. And that's a call out for all of the people yeah. of Italy. Not just this. <laughs> we man. just like lose all of our Italian listeners. Um, I'm like, oh, no, come back. Uh, they're like, this is where I draw the line. So <laughs> I hope we get canceled for Italian hate. By the Italians. Do what I dare you. Next time I go to Italy, I like land in the airport. I'm like going through customs and they're like, get him. <laughs> it's Tony. Yeah. They're like throwing meat- meatballs at me. Um, throwback to the anxiety attack I had in a McDonald's in Milan when I was so anxious about being in a country where I didn't know the language where they like shouted my order but I didn't realize it because they were saying it in Italian um and then I just like I had memorized one phrase which was I don't I I'm sorry I can't speak Italian um so I and give me my McChicken so I was just like non parlo italiano non parlo italiano like just over and over <laughs> which apparently like isn't even the phrase so Google lied um that's hysterical and then this lady started like walking towards me and like shouting in Italian she probably wasn't shouting it just like felt like that because she's Italian and you're sensitive <laughs> and I'm a sensitive boy and she starts like just speaking loudly in Italian she at was me Italian in Mc- he was sensitive it was a tale as old as time <laughs> <For us>. <laughs> period <laughs> so and you're saying no parlo this, italiano no this parlo lady's italiano. Like, a, or like walking towards me like speaking Italian and then I'm like literally having a panic attack in the lobby of this Milan McDonald's backing up like hands up like literally hands up and I'm like <laughs> I'm backing away and I'm like non parlo italiano non parlo italiano and then she just like says something and like points at the counter and I'm like oh my food and then and I'm like grazie <laughs> God. And then I went to my Airbnb, which was a one-bedroom apartment owned by this mom and her son. Her What's son, who was like eleven, and did he own it? Or was he so there? I was under the impression that this Airbnb was like a you know, like you have the place to yourself thing. What they do? Sleep in bed with you? What they do? Like what they? <laughs> What, the, what their people do. Yeah, what these people do um, in the sick country. So what they do is like they just rent out the one bedroom and then mm-hmm. mom and son sleep together on the couch. So then I was like, oh, I feel really, really bad about this because I'm like taking your I know I'm paying you, but like it was like forty dollars a night. It like wasn't that bad. I I I was like, this is and I like That's so uncomfortable. I like got up in the morning and they're like snuggled up on the couch and I was like beep a doop a doop a doop. Did I ever tell you about when Megan and I stared in it stayed in an Airbnb in Seattle? And I got there before her. And I didn't, because she did the booking, and I didn't realize Classic. that it was... Classic Chloe Mae. It was a two-bedroom apartment that the hosts, like, lived in, then rented out the one bedroom. So I arrived, and immediately I was like, is someone else here? And then just, like, went in <laughs> Hello? the first bedroom. No. no, literally. I, like, went in the first bedroom, and there was, like, a bunch of shit everywhere. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? And I'm, like, backing out of this place. Not part of the hotel, then I called Megan and was like, non parlo italiano. 
And she said, she was no. Like, yes, queen, slay. And she said, <laughs> boots parlo italiano, gaga. Um, but I was like, am I about to find a body? Like, what's happening? It'd be a good, like, horror movie. Claret finds a body in an Airbnb and is suddenly only able to speak Italian. <laughs> so no one understands. It's horror, but also, like, a raging comedy. My favorite genre. Yeah. So. <clears throat> so Tony. So Tony in the CVS parking lot. <laughs> He starts, like, saying something, and I was like, oh, God. Um, so then I just, like, go back to my phone, and I'm like, maybe he'll just ignore me. He walks around the front of my car, comes up to the my my window. It's about to get so much worse, Claray. Um, I'm like, now this I don't have an today? arm. This happened, like, six hours ago. Um, <gasps> I'm like, I've now been decapitated. So. Did he re-circumcise you? He, he put it back. So. <laughs> So that's how we do it in Italy. Um, when you reach the, the 25 and a half, <laughs> we reattach the foreskin. It's a tradition it's passed Wait. down from me mother and, well, just what her. What day of the week is it? It's Wednesday. It's almost your half birthday. We're getting there. We have six days. Um, it's Sophie's half birthday today. Oh, uh, my God. Wait, I should text her right now. Happy half birthday, Sophia Quinn Kreitzberg. Happy half birthday, Sophia Quinn Kreitzberg. Love mom and dad. Love mom and dad. Dash Claray and Nick. <laughs> Disgusting. So. Do our friends hate us yet? Yes, absolutely. Oh, that, I mean, we're. That ship sailed so many moons. <laughs> no, literally. I, like, pretty much all of my friendships are just hostage situations. Um, <laughs> this one's fun because it's like we're both holding each other at gunpoint laughing like, and crying it's like <laughs> um, big big time Stockholm Syndrome vibes in this no yeah you're Stockholm I'm home um, so. then what did Tony do he's knocking on my window and I, and I, like, <laughs> and I like lower it like a little bit and I was like hello <laughs> And he's like, yo, man, I own a body shop and I <laughs> I own a body shop. And I saw that you got a real big dent in that car right there. And I'm like, oh, my God. Um, and he's like, yo, man, they're going to charge you what? Forty three hundred fifty one hundred. And I'm like, these are really arbitrary. Random specific numbers. numbers. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm like forty three hundred. Um, they're going to charge you fifty one hundred and twenty eight cents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. And they won't reattach your foreskin. Not to mention the labor fee. And I'm like, <laughs> so, so he's like, I own a body shop and I saw you got that dent right there. And listen, man, those other places, they're not, they're not going to do it. They're not, they're, they're going to just like replace the whole door. Like you just need new paint. Like you just, and I, I didn't even know what he was saying because he was speaking so fast because he was Italian. <laughs> I was like, oh, the story will take five minutes. So... <sighs> Foolish, foolish. So he foolish, starts foolish, talking foolish car not once again to reiterate, to quote myself earlier, I am gay. I don't know what I'm like, okay, he's talking about the car and like the paint or something. I don't fucking know. Also, I assume in your situation, since you were hit and it was the other person's fault, their insurance is going to be taking care of everything. You don't really get much of a say. As someone who's been in many accidents, I'm a fucking professional. Nick's car crash update. Um, yeah, so I'm not paying anything. My insurance is paying for all of it since it wasn't my fault. I haven't heard anything about the guy that hit me. I, like, 
filed the police report or whatever and I doubt I'll ever hear anything about it again but ultimately like I'm like I don't care I, like, I just want the car to, I just want my door to work like you know and I don't want to have to pay for it because once again a drunk person hit me and so then that's what's happening so my insurance is paying for all of it and I don't and I'm gonna get it, gonna get my door fixed so like whatever really quick yeah really quick patreon thing because I don't want to tell this to the whole entire world so mm-hmm. paywall time <laughs> okay back to the freeloaders so back to tony um okay. your insurance is taking care of everything tony starts like throwing out numbers and talking about paint and dents and stuff and then i like i do, I, I do try to cut him off and be like i'm like hey like i already have it set up my insurance is paying for all like i don't like i don't want to waste this guy's time obviously but also like mm-hmm. once again i don't know when we talked about this at some point in our 50 episode saga not to sound like a fucking antisocial zoomer but like you don't you're not entitled don't to talk any, to me you're not entitled to anyone's time it's like you like you are not entitled to come up to like i was literally I, I was getting ready to go into the store like i'm at work and so like you're not entitled to come up to me and then try to like randomly bargain with me about a problem that you actually don't know anything about you just saw a dent in my car I mean, I'm about to hang up the Zoom call right now. Like, I owe no one anything. And I would forgive you. I mean, I also thought, I'm just like, wait, what if I got in a car crash and someone was, like, seriously injured? And then this guy's just like, <laughs> this guy's like, hey, I can fix the dent in your car. I'm like, can you bring back my mother? So, <laughs> he's like, I don't know about that, but. um, Can you bring back the baby I miscarried? <laughs> I'm like, I'm a and he's Virgo. like, yeah, baby. So. just random shit um can you bring back the baby i killed unrelated to the car crash (laughs) so i try to cut him off but he like keeps going and i'm like okay like give me your card because he was like oh yeah but i give you my card and i was like sure get like give me your card because then i can go into the store and i'm like hey like i gotta go in like i'm at work and he's like no no no, two minutes just give me two minutes and if you don't like it you don't have to pay and i'm like whoa whoa whoa, what like no like what are you what are you talking about he's just like they're gonna charge you 4300 5100 you know and i'm like once again with these numbers but you know what i'm gonna charge you you know what i'm gonna charge you guess guess what i'm gonna charge you guess what i'm gonna charge you and i'm like you tell me 50 bucks you tell me tony (laughs) and he's like and he's like 950 and i'm like all right so that's 950 dollars more than i'm going to be paying (laughs) 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 and i'm like wow and he's just like no land just let me just let me and i can like smell the axe cologne And he's like, no, dude, just, just, window, just let me show you. Just let me give me two minutes. And I'm like, oh, my God. So then he, like, he like scurries back over to his trunk, like, opens it, pulls out one of those, like, hand baskets from the grocery store, you know, which has just, like, an assortment of, like, loose <laughs> items. I'm like, am I in a video uh-huh. game right now? <laughs> and so he takes out. A gun. He takes out, like, a crowbar. That that's one of those like long metal sticks with the curve at the end, right? That's a crowbar, right? I think so. Okay. Crowbar, sure. tire iron. Are those the same thing? Let us know in the comments. So <laughs> like you're asking the wrong bitch. No. <laughs> Everyone listening is like, oh what? So <laughs> <laughs> Um So he takes out like a you know, that long piece of metal with a bend at the end. 
uh, we're just going to call it a tire iron. So he takes out a tire iron and like an oversized brick question mark, like, a like, like, like genuinely like a, a brick like this big. I know you guys can't see, but it's like, uh, it's like, that's like a, like a $5 foot long baby. <laughs> yeah. I'd say it's like a little, it's probably like 14, 16 inches. I would say that's the, it's like the size of a real, like a comically large hoagie. Or just, like, a Bavarian legend, like, unraveled. So, <laughs> unsheathed. I love when we have two different conversations at once. <laughs> We're, girl, we've been having, like, six simultaneously. I know. Okay, wrap up your five-minute story. <laughs> <laughs> she says it, minute 24. So, most, some podcasts, like, are 24 minutes long. And I'm like, how? and I'm like, how do you even, like, we haven't even said our names or the title of the show. Anyways, welcome back to Two Girls, One Brain Cell with Nicholas Carl Hello. and Clarice Smith. Hello. Hey. So he pulls out this tire iron, <laughs> comically large, like custom made brick, like wedges the brick <laughs> above my tire and like the metal of, I, I don't know a single thing about car, and like the body of oh, the car. Oh, he's or like something. touching your car. And then he like t- takes the takes the crowbar and starts like fucking like i i you know how to describe this but like uh uh le- like trying to get like, like leveraging and like w- trying to wedge out the the dents like whoa and I, and I, I was just staring at it and i was like do i take a photo of this like i i didn't know what to do and like i'm such a fucking like simp cuck i just like let this man like touch my like fucking car <laughs> I was going to say, he picked the right bitch. He, like, could smell the fact that you're, like, the least conversational. No, literally. He was just like, that man would rather end his podcast for three months than have a <laughs> difficult conversation. And I was like, Tony, you clocked me. I mean, I think he probably gathered that because you have a giant decal on your window that says, I would rather end my podcast for three months than have a difficult conversation. I have a bumper sticker that says but... non-confrontational. <laughs> um... Do what you will. My mom says, kick me. Yeah. <laughs> Step on my throat, mother. So he's like, hey, I'm not really into that, but, you know, love who you love. Um, <laughs> casual ally, Tony. So <laughs> Tony's like doing something with the, and I'm like texting my coworker who's inside and I'm like, an Italian man is like trying to play with my car. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, what? And I was like, I'll let you know once I'm in. So your coworkers like love who you love, man. <laughs> the coworkers like, yo, this Pepsi ain't gonna shelve itself, and I'm like, what? So, um, you're like Tony, I gotta throw a load. Yeah, I was like Tony, I got a big load, I got a toss, Ben. There, so <laughs> bada bing, bada boom, you feel? And he's like, bada Where bing. Where is this going? So he's I'm like, so scared. He's doing that, and then he pulls out like <laughs> he pulls out like a hammer from his little basket of toys <laughs> he pulls out a hammer and he's like yo i know it's a hammer but don't worry it's a special hammer like it's not gonna it's not gonna damage your car and i was like uh and then he just starts like hammering <laughs> he just starts hammering the car <laughs> like crowbar one end hammer the other and he's like look at that look at that guys it looks the exact same like I think he realized halfway through that it's like the damage is much more extensive than his beady little eyes initially perceived. His beady Italian eyes. Those greedy Italians. So he's he's hammering my car and then he's like, look, look at that. See, it it looks like the other side. And I'm like, no, it doesn't because the other side wasn't hit by a drunk man. (laughs) So, So then he pulls out like 
a a cloth and like some spray and he starts like spraying it and just like getting off like the paint scrape and he's like look at that look at that so clean so fresh and i'm like okay uh how has tony made it this far in life without someone rocking his shit in a cvs parking lot no especially because he's italian like i mean maybe he has like connections maybe i shouldn't be talking about him publicly maybe he's gonna show up at your door he's gonna climb your balcony you're gonna think it's me and it's gonna be tony he's like oh this is all the cardio i need for a month (laughs) you're gonna go up to your balcony and see like some beautiful long flowing um mousy brown locks Mm -hmm. and you're gonna be like claret and you're gonna open the door and step out and then the head is gonna turn around (laughs) and that's gonna be tony in a wig and he's gonna be like gotcha and then he's gonna kill you Oh my god so <laughs> you'll die doing what you love oh and also fun <laughs> on your balcony f- fun addendum side story real quick at a at a safe in a safeway parking lot like an hour later <laughs> there was a woman sitting in a camping chair outside in the parking lot playing oh, yeah. playing the accordion and i'm like <laughs> i am in the godfather right now <laughs> wait do i have and Wait, hold on. Keep talking. Talk to the fans all by myself. And I mean, I'm going to make some gluten-free pasta for dinner tonight. So it's definitely like Italian vibes all around. Non parlo italiano. Oh, non parlo, Tony. He's like, oh, I speak English. (laughs) Not well. So. So then what happens? Hold on. I recorded the accordion. Oh, good. Accordion corner. No. The car alarm in the background. Yes, Clare? Do you think there's some sort of like plagiarism laws against taking that clip and adding it to our theme song? Because that's what our theme song is missing is accordion music. Girl, copyright infringement is the least of that lady's worries. Um, but it was very <laughs> impressive, nonetheless. So Tony like wipes the paint off or like the paint scrapes or whatever, and he's like, Look at that, so fresh, so clean. I'm like, Elon would be proud. And and then he's like, So I'm he's just like, here, just like just give me two hours, man. And I and I I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, like seven fifty, two Yo, hours. He went from two minutes to two hours real two, quick two hours 750 just please let me like guys i can't ex- i can't emphasize the yearning in this man's voice to like perform labor for me he was like please <laughs> please 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 750 two hours and if you don't like it you can't pay and i'm like well that sounds like a bad deal to like let someone like f- fix your car quote unquote and then be like mm, bad job not paying you because then their mafia cousin yeah. bippy and boppy are gonna like <laughs> come off me <laughs> Big time. So then I'm like, I'm like, sorry. Oh, it, well, he was like, oh, well, uh, what's your name? What's your name, man? And I'm like, uh, Grant. And then he's like, Brandon, nice to meet you. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, what do you do, Brandon? I'm like, uh, I work in the soda industry. And he's like, oh, that's beautiful, man. That's real beautiful. This is not real. And this I was, did not happen. And he's just like, Brandon, please, please, Brandon. <laughs> I'm gonna lose my mind. I was like, Grant. 
So <laughs> I'm like, Tony, it's not even my real name. So <laughs> Grant, soda professional. Nice to meet you. Brandon. So I'm like, Grant. <laughs> and he's just like, he's like two hours, 750. And if you don't like, it, you don't got to pay. And I was like, so, dude, I was like, give me your card. Give me your card. Okay. I was like, I already got a place to shut up. My insurance is paying for it. But if you give me your card, like, I'll think about it. Because I just want this guy to, like, I don't, uh, once again, like, I'm not confrontational. And I, like, am very scared of, like, being perceived as rude. Um, I have been talking about it in therapy. Um, I'm just not, like, at, I haven't caught up. To the times. I haven't caught up to the fact that, like, I'm, like, an adult. Like, a full-grown adult. And, like, am this man's, like, peer. Like, this guy, just because he's, like, older than me. Or just because he's, like, quote-unquote an adult. Like, I am, too. And so, like. We're on the same playing field. And so I just don't have He's that. He's not the daddy in that situation. I, yeah, I just don't have like, I'm like, oh, this man's taking a crowbar to my car. Um, oh, and then once I was in the store, I was like, what if he's like wrecking my car? <laughs> I come back out yeah, and well, he's Biffy just like. and Boppy probably are. <laughs> just crowbar to the window, just fucking like pouring tomato what sauce in. What in the fuck? So he's like, come on, man. Just like 90 minutes, 500, 500. Okay. And I was like, give me your card. And then I started suspecting that he doesn't even have a card because I'm like, give me Uh your card. He's like, well, you're not going to text me, Brandon. He's like, I know you're not going to text me. And I was like, Tony, like, it seems like more than the $500. You need a friend. Um, (laughs) Tony seems more cucks than you. God damn. And he was just like, no, you're not going to, you're not going to call me. You're not going to text me if I give you my card. And I was like, okay. And then I just walked in and that was the Tony saga at 8 15 AM. Why does this happen to me? That was an amazing story. God almighty. I'm sorry, Brandon. That was an amazing story. (laughs) Grant, Brandon, Nick. (laughs) Whatever the fuck your name is. The three amigos. You'll never know. (laughs) So what the fuck? I mean, yeah, that's one of those it would happen to you type of situations. I mean. Which I feel like ties in beautifully to my mm-hmm. it would happen to me accident. And it could happen to you. Real it could quick. happen to you. Because what? I'm going to forget. What? This relates to your story. Good. <laughs> uh, it better. Me, Dan, a few friends saw uh, the new Batman movie last weekend. and Was Grant there? Uh, we did go with Brandon. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Brandon, a.k.a. Grant, um, a.k.a. Nick, who's who. So we went and there's what a... If it was like a fight club type of situation where like your friend Brandon doesn't exist. He's just like a manifestation of your own. That would be... Girl, don't get that start. <laughs> we're like... Who's Brandon? Me, Mosmo, Brandon, and Dan were like at like <laughs> a bar beforehand. I'm like, guys, can you see him too? <laughs> We're like, ah, ah, ah. so uh, you saw the new Batman. Movie. So I saw the new Batman movie. Incredible. Just FYI. <laughs> but that's not the point. Okay. Um, there's a part when he like, you know, as Batman does, jumps off a building and is like paragliding like a flying Fine. squirrel. Um, so Big time. he's paragliding and then he like deploys a parachute and he's trying to land on. Um, he's trying to like land on this bus. <laughs> And the bus is Uh going under a bridge. And so he deploys the parachute. um, He deploys the parachute. Like, top half of his body, like, hits the bridge. 
like hits the bus and then like rolls onto the sidewalk like against a street lamp and I just lean over to Dan and I'm like Clorain, Florida. <laughs> um yeah, that's essentially exactly how it happened. You jumped off a building. So uh, Nick, listeners, everyone, people of the United States of America and beyond. And have you even Italy. ever ridden my Italian listeners, have you ridden a bird scooter before? Uh, no, I'm scared of it. I'm not really good at scooters or like skates or anything. <clears throat> okay, I'm pretty like. Are they auto? Are they electric or do you have to like push? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, they're electric. Yeah, you I have would... to like push to get them going. Could not do that. I have ridden one once before in LA, and I was fully sober, and it was. Light was out, whatever. In Los Angeles, the rule is that you... We don't have them in Eugene. So the law in LA is that you have to ride them in the street. You can't ride them on the sidewalk. It's similar to, like, bike laws. Yeah. Yeah. No sidewalk riding. And when I rode one in LA, I I don't know. I mean, like, they go pretty fast. I think they can get up to, like, 10 miles an hour. And you're like, they go up to 35. They go up to 50 miles an hour. And okay, 200. Claret fully loaded. Similar to a Tesla, they like, they stop pretty quickly and abruptly if you're not super used to driving it. Like, as soon as you take your hand off the gas, it kind of stops. Or if you go to brake, it stops pretty abruptly. Cute. But I like thought I had some understanding of these scooters. Anyway. I arrive in Florida. I am ready to paint the town fucking red. I was with your blood, <laughs> with my blood from my open wounds that I had not yet free bleeding created. in Orlando. Um, I really don't drink that much. Yeah, we know, as we know. But I was like, I'm in Orlando. There's no mask mandate. I'm gonna like. <laughs> Orlando ain't ready for us. <laughs> well, it felt like I don't know something about. As if they've never seen a twink and a waif, like, wasted out of their mind on a live <laughs> scooter. <laughs> a twink and a waif. <laughs> Tail as old as time, baby. Twink, waif. Amen. So true. Um, okay, but we went to get scooters to, uh, to ride to the bars. and <laughs> Like the cool kids. Like the cool kids. And I don't know if it's an Orlando thing, if it's a Florida thing, if it's just that area which I won't be giving away to respect Connor's privacy. But you ride the scooters on the sidewalk there. And they have like much in some parts of that area have like bigger sidewalks where like it kind of makes sense or it's more of like a running trail, whatever. That's not important. But as we all know, with sidewalks, there's just more like cracks and like they can be more like uneven than the street, I guess. I don't know. I proceeded to get belligerently drunk on sangria because it was absurdly cheap. The uh, I mean, yeah. The like bar and drinking and like happy hour scene in Florida was unlike anything I've ever experienced. That's like when I visited Dan <laughs> at Arizona State and I was like, "What in the hell is this?" And then I got an Audios <laughs> motherfucker and <laughs> Loki blacked out. Next thing I knew, all me Dan and his friend, we were all like in a bathroom and like me and Dan were like 
having sex. I was peeing in a urinal. Dan was peeing in a toilet, and his friend was like peeing in the sink. Good. <laughs> yeah, and I was Similar like, ah, I love them. Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> My people, <laughs> sink pissers. But there's something also about like going on vacation in a pandemic from somewhere that's like super strict about mask mandates mm-hmm. and vaccine mm-hmm. stuff to somewhere where there essentially are no laws where it felt like, <laughs> Period. like fake. <laughs> no like where there's alligators roaming freely yeah i mean no, i had to wear kidding, one on the plane <laughs> oh you, you somehow get on the plane though, and they're like ma'am you need a mask you're like i didn't bring one i said oopsie poopsie <laughs> was i supposed to the behavior from adults on planes refusing to wear masks properly on one hand it is incredibly like infantilizing the like over the speaker constantly like pull it pull up your mask between bites and and sips between bites and sips the word sip it- i'm like okay so like we're infants can you imagine like being so belligerent about wearing a mask on a plane that the pilot has to go on the intercom and be like uh hey folks so uh just wanted to remind you that we uh, we do require you to wear your mask on at all times. That is a federal aviation law, and uh, we will have to make an emergency landing to remove you from the flight. And I'm like, that's way more trouble than it's worth. <laughs> I'd rather this whole plane get COVID than make an emergency landing in, like, Reno. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, literally. I'm like, just, just, just pull it up bet- between bites and sips, baby. Like, we'll all be okay. No, Which, to be clear, I think is stupid as that was like, I, I But it's the rules, like, whatever. Yes. But no, the pilot made a similar announcement on my flight, but it was, like, even more... Uh, he was like, I know it's hard, folks, but... And I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. God. Don't enable... No, I know. I'm like, God. quit enabling this bad behavior. Any way. Any way. Um, belligerently drunk. Multiple sangrias in. I was... Just drinking like there was no tomorrow. Me and Megan are getting like live texts, like <laughs> drunk Orlando, and we're like, I'm so glad she's having fun. <laughs> also, I posted on my story, I'm like blackout drunk in Orlando. That was a full blown lie. I was not blackout drunk. I was like very drunk, but I remember everything very clearly. The events that followed go as such. <laughs> That's a phrase, right? The events, the events that follow that, go as such. I'm like a storyteller, a novelist. The go as follows. So true. I don't know. We leave the last bar. Mm-hmm. It's like 1 a.m. We get on our bird scooters and you have to like type a code in so it like knows you're not too drunk to bird scooter. Which also, everyone in my DMs after the incident being like, you know, you can get a DUI on a bird scooter. I'm like, I was going to ask. I'm like, yeah, you can get a DUI on a bike. Like. You're like, you know what you can also get a DUI in? In a car. Does that stop me? Uh, <laughs> but, but literally, I'm like, okay, would you rather... I'm like, shut up. I know. <laughs> shut up. I know. Anyway. um, So I'm picking up speed on my scooter. I'm heading downhill on the sidewalk. <laughs> nearing a stoplight. And I braked. And this thing jolts to a startling halt. Terrifying. I, like, tried to step off, but kind of, like, lost my footing because it was moving at 10 fucking miles an hour. 35. Tripped. And just skidded down the whole left side of my body. A group of, like, frat dudes 
watch the whole thing happen. And immediately they're like, yo, holy shit, are you okay, dude? And I jump up and I'm like, yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. What? And they're like, oh my God, you're bleeding. Like, are you sure you're fine? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. Like, totally downplaying everything. Mortified. Absolutely mortified. To make things worse. Gotta I'm love frat books. I'm wearing a one sleeve top and I fell on my exposed side. So I could have been protected had it been sleeved on the left side, mm-hmm. not the right. Or if you were wearing your uh, shin guards. <laughs> or if I wasn't wearing a whore's clothing, <laughs> I probably would have been spared. <laughs> but I tried to get back on the bird scooter and car. Truly like, a no, whore's no, no, journey. Walk. Truly. Um, I don't really remember much of the walk home. I remember getting in the shower to clean out my wounds because I was just like gushing blood. And I called Ryan when we got home and was like, I ruined my trip. Oh, I know. So this is night Uno? Yeah, I've like just arrived, essentially. I got there like 5 p.m. What is wrong with us? Why does this happen? I myself up by like 1 a.m. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. But the next day, we hung out with Connor's friends. There are a couple who are a doctor and a nurse. And I made (laughs) them dress my wounds before we went to the club. Honestly, well, not that you should like take advantage of this, but you totally should. Being friends with like doctors or nurses, unbelievable. Amen. Yeah. But <laughs> before we went to the club that night, I was like, I can't be in like a jam packed gay bar buying poppers out of the vending machine <laughs> with with open wounds. Like that's just not gonna. Yeah, because of the AIDS. <laughs> I can say it. I mean, I wasn't going to say it. (laughs) But... I think I've earned my right to make an AIDS joke here and there. (laughs) Um, actually... You can make one AIDS joke every six weeks, Nick. Are you sure that's the the one you want to make? I'll text you if I want it to be cut. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to use your AIDS card this time around. Oh my god. Anyway... We stopped at CVS. Clarice gushing blood. And I'm texting her like, where's the episode? <laughs> Girl. Literally. You're like, I'm in the ER. And I'm like, so you didn't bring your laptop. <laughs> I'm like, just upload the file to Google. I can do it. Okay. It was the next day. And so it had like healed in the sense that it wasn't like gushing blood, but it was still like. Yeah. No. It hadn't scabbed. So it was like moist. So we went to CVS trying to get bandages and they were closed because it was 11 p.m. So I was like, there's no 24 hour CVS. I don't know. That's crazy. We went, so we ended up going to a 7 Eleven where I walked in. (laughs) The real CVS. I'm dressed like such a whore. Just like picture me in the sluttiest fit possible. Easy. Are you doing it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) That was an easy assignment. (laughs) I'm like, do you guys have any gauze? And the men behind the counter were like, holy shit, what happened to you? And I was like, I fell off a bird scooter. It's really not that bad. <laughs> like a dislocated jaw. <laughs> I fell off of the line scooter and I... <laughs> <laughs> They're like, man, we can see your shoulder bone through your wound. We can see your liver. And it's asking <laughs> you to stop. Like, you have a hernia. Did you know? A what? (laughs) Wait, what's that? The one man. (laughs) Me to Tony. The one man is like, no, like, you know, we don't have any gauze, but I actually, 
And so he went back He's to like, his Chrysler and pulled out his little shopping cart. Um, practically, oh he tells me, I was attacked by a dog recently. I got a bunch of gauze in my car. Like, let me go get you some. You're living the Florida dream. No, and the waif and the twink are standing there staring at each other. And the twink is looking so worried. And the waif is like, <laughs> I love it when men just do things for me. And like the manic pixie dream girl I am, I was like, I'm like, well, I have to buy something. So I bought a nerd's rope. Because I was like, that feels like, it felt fitting. You've earned felt like your a seed hot oil. snack. Yeah. <laughs> is there seed oil in nerd's rope? There's seed oil in everything. It's so awful. No, I'm like, we'll get, we'll get to it. Don't worry. <laughs> we'll get to seed oil. Um, so I took gauze from a strange man. And then it made the doctor bandage me up. And then... I did eyeliner on him, and then we went to the gay bar, and that's essentially the end of that story. Was it Was it fun, the bar? It was so much fucking fun. Aww. Not to, like... Uh, I low-key started the dancing, because, like, no one was dancing, and I was like, no, it's it's time to shake out. And you're like, it's time to be a straight woman in a gay bar. Good. Do you want to talk about seed oil? So, did you know that canola oil is actually rapeseed oil? It's from Canada, and they changed the name to canola oil because rapeseed is pretty alarming. I had this conversation with my mom yesterday. No, yeah, I'm like... Because I'm fucking seed oil pilled and was telling No, I'm also seed this. oil pilled. Like, Jesus, I read like this fucking Twitter thread. I'm like, oh my God, like, this is wreaking havoc on my cells. <laughs> my mitochondria exactly? can't. What? I mean, my mitochondria are so weak as is. Like, I don't need to... They're just so tiny and dainty. My petite mitochondria. <laughs> just so itty bitty. Just so itty Can't handle the seed oil. Something about polyunsaturated fatty acids. Like, okay. do damage, but also like seed oil consumption rose from like zero to like, like astronomically high during the 20th century. And there's like a direct correlation of like that and like Alzheimer's and cancer and like like all the classics um so what all just like list some things that have seed oil in it for me you you name things and i'll say yes or no i mean does like every chip and every like popcorn and like every snack essentially i would say the vast majority yeah olive oil and coconut oil are okay olive oil extra virgin olive oil is good coconut oil is good avocado oil is good sesame oil is i don't want to say good but it's like fine it's it's like safflower oil canola oil um like those more types but extra virgin all it's 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 also it's also about how they make it so extra virgin olive oil like they just press the olives and like the oil comes out and so like that's how you get it but something about applying like heat or whatever but ultimately like you know how if you like leave oil out in the sun, it's going to, like, go bad. Yeah. So pretty much with seed oil, that has already happened. Like, the oil's already gone bad by the time it, like, gets to you. So you're, like, just eating, like, rancid oil. <gasps> Ew. And so it's more about just, like, you're eating, like, Loki, like, an expired thing that, like, has, like, chemically changed and it's not, like, wreaking havoc on your body. Am I scaring anyone yet? <laughs> Why do they put it in so many non-dairy milks? The oil? Yeah. Because I th- I think it gives it, I, like, the that creamy, like, texture. Ew. Yeah. That's disgusting. It really is. 
catch me like becoming like a carnivore like awful i'm like yeah i'm gonna like deep fry a steak in butter this is healthy <laughs> god please don't that would deeply disturb me if you became a carnivore if i did i would not let you know about it don't worry we can keep those don't keep secrets from we me. can keep those sides of ourselves <laughs> separate <laughs> No, I need you to tell me everything. Yeah. I'm like, Cray, I did secrets. something bad. You're like, seed oil? I'm like, how did you know? She knows me so well. You just have a straw and a jug of canola oh, oil. Literally. That sucks. Like, yeah. how do you... A straw and a jug of canola? I did something bad. Okay, wait. So were you like, did you cut out seed oils altogether? I mean, I'm trying to. I like, I went grocery shopping yesterday and I was like, what in the hell? Like... And I'm trying to think about everything I've, like, eaten the last couple days. And I'm like... We don't, but... (laughs) Good night. Oh, my God. That's all we have for you today, folks. Yeah, so seed oil, look look into it. Do your own research, What did you? but whatever. What did you buy at the grocery store? Now I need to know. Just butter and beef. What did I buy? Uh, I mean, I... It was a lot. Um, I know, I got, like, miso ginger broth, because I want to make ramen. I Mm. made... Or I got... I love me so ginger broth. Chicken. I got... What else? Cheese. <laughs> like, I don't fucking know. Uh, I'm just going to... I don't know. I I mean, I try to just get, like... I was I was getting, like, vegetables. Just, like, kind of, like, basic ingredients, whatever. Okay, doesn't... Question, though. Yeah. Because seed oils are inflammatory, correct? Apparently. Whatever the hell that means. Isn't dairy inflammatory? Isn't dairy inflammatory? I, I, I don't... Girl, I... Nutrition is one of those things where I'm like, I'm so out of my element with this, but I want to say yes. It stresses to some me out people. when I think about it for too long. Is dairy inflammatory? <laughs> I don't know, but it's also like, I feel like nutrition is one of the like least studied, or not least studied, but like, I feel like every other day I'm seeing an article that's like, coffee's bad for you, coffee's good for you. And it's like, you know yeah. what I mean? So it's, I, I just. Everything has a pro and a con, I guess. It's more just about, like, finding, like, what works for you, I suppose. But also, I mean, after a year of being vegan, when I got my blood work done, like, everything was, like, like, literally everything was within normal ranges where that wasn't the case the year before. And you were guzzling seed oil, so maybe that is the key. Like, yeah. Maybe seed oil unlocks us. They just don't want us to unlock our third eye, and that's what seed oil is doing. It's slowly unlocking her. So get your reusable straws and your jugs of canola oil. Live show. (laughs) But no, yeah, it sucks. Anyways, okay. So should we get to the meat of this episode and really solve the Russian-Ukrainian war? Let's put on our geopolitical (laughs) caps. (laughs) Damn. How do you want to structure this convo? How are you feeling? About the war? Yeah. How do I feel about the war? Bad? I don't know. I mean, it's like, it's so, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to like quantify this because then people are going to be like, well, like when this horrible thing happened in 2013, like why didn't you talk about that? Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, whatever. You guys know, like whatever. You know what I mean? That this is like. Yeah. One of the largest, if not just like largest or like most publicized like military conflicts like within our lifetime obviously like our war in the middle east notwithstanding but like that happened when we were like seven um i was gonna say it's very different like having something like this happen when you're a child or even in high school versus when you're an adult yeah i mean when it happened when the like iraq 
an Afghanistan war happened, I just remember you were on the front line. I, I was like, "Dad, send me," and he was like, "No, don't ask, don't tell," and they would they wouldn't even need to ask. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> no, uh, hi gay, <laughs> hi gay. Um, my parents when I was birthed. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, I I I feel like I remember when that happening. I just thought it felt normal. Actually, I was like, "Oh, this is how the world like war happens." Like war just felt like a really normal thing, whereas like that is not the case now. I kind of agree. You know, it did seem like it was just like that's a thing that happens. Because I mean, nine eleven happened like right when we were starting consciousness. Yeah, no, yeah, like right when we gained consciousness and we're like starting to be able to like form memories. So like we've kind of. We've just grown up within this, like, conflict or this mindset that war is normal. Well, even the way, that, like, the Revolutionary War and, like, all Our the way favorite. up to, like, World War One and Two mm-hmm. and, like, the classics. Vietnam mm-hmm. and stuff. <laughs> all my favorites. Yeah. Not the Civil War. It's my least favorite war. <laughs> I feel like the way those are taught in school, it does, I don't know. Normalize. Give way to, like, this thinking of, like... War is just like a thing that happens. It was mm-hmm. like there was always kind of a war going on through history. Which is, I mean, which is true. And so, I mean, it, it is kind of like there's a, definitely a level of ignorance and like privilege to be able to be like, this is so weird. Like war's happening because war has happened throughout like recorded history, obviously. Um, but yeah, I mean, the way obviously the way it's talked about in school is like you learn about it in history classes. Um, you don't mm-hmm. learn about it in like current events classes. Um, My favorite class. Yeah, I mean, I always appreciated history teachers who would tie tie it back to what to something that's happening in the present or like talk yeah. about what's happening in the present. But I mean, in terms of the specific conflict, it's I mean, it's just very surreal to have like a Cold War conflict like be revived, you know, because. Mm-hmm. it's like oh i thought that ended i thought taylor swift ended that when she was born in 1989 um i did too and she said welcome to new york <laughs> welcome to new york and i and i <laughs> welcome to the war um t- taylor <laughs> on the front lines are we out of the war yet? are we, are out, we of the out, war? out of the war yet are we out of the girl war? don't give her any ideas um She's going to, like, Gal Gadot that Taylor? shit. Um, <laughs> Gal Gadot could fix this. That's all I'm saying. No, Kendall Jenner could fix it. Um, Does Pepsi have seed oil in it? No. What does Putin's seed oil consumption look Clearly like? Clearly sky high because he's, like, out of his fucking mind. Dear Putin. Oh, my God. I'm sorry I couldn't be your mother. In terms of, like, the actual conflict and what's happening between Russia and Ukraine... My thoughts on that are like fairly like simple and basic, which is like yeah, I mean, same. This is an imperialist nation under like essentially a dictatorship invading like a sovereign nation for um using the same rhetoric and reasoning that Nazi Germany used to expand mm-hmm. into Europe. Um, like Putin's speech prior to the invasion was literal like a literal blood and soil speech. Of, like, his supposed reasoning being, like, Ukrainians are, like, the people of Ukraine are Russian. Like, 
they are our people and like this land is ours and like we want to restore like the russian empire which is bananas talk in 2022 it's just weird to have someone like it's just just weird to have your own business it's weird to have like a world leader of like one of like the most powerful countries on the planet (laughs) give a speech like that and then like see people's takes on it on tiktok at the same time like the dissonance of like war and like the modern world we live in is insane and i feel like that's more what i want to talk to you about is like i guess america and more so just like the west response at large to like a global conflict rather than like the actual intricate details of like nato I mean, you and I aren't going to solve the war. Uh, I know. Contrary to popular belief. Everyone cancels their Patreon. (laughs) (laughs) Subscribe to our Patreon. I gave you money under the pretense. Putin, Putin, look at me. Putin, look at me. Babe, this This, isn't you. This isn't you. He's like, he's like, no, it is. (laughs) I'm like, no, you crazy motherfucker. I just. Homeboy looks like a balloon. Truly. Give it to me, babe. No, it is weird. It's... It's weird when I... I'm like a fucking broken record. Where I feel like I have to post things on my story being like, I stand with Ukraine. Thanks, Clarice Smith and Eugene Oregon for your contribution. And like, and I am going to now go to my job and sell used clothes. And then I'm going to pick out paint samples that i'm gonna go to trader joe's and buy a sumo orange like shit on a lime scooter i also this is a rather hot take as much as like obviously i wish for i pray for peace i me like losing sleep or spending any amount of emotional energy being stressed about russian ukrainian conflict is not going to solve anything and I mean, obviously, that'd be different if I like had friends and family there, and I get that's very different for people who do. But like, even if you did, even if you did losing sleep over it, I mean, losing sleep over anything is never the answer. No one's ever like, you know what, you should do lose sleep over this. No, exactly. Yeah. And so, like, yeah, like my my take <laughs> is, I hope the conflict resolves, and I I wish all wars would end, but. I'm kind of going about my life, mm-hmm. doing my stuff. I don't have um, the, what's the word? Resources? The resources. Mental I don't capacity. have. Well, yeah, it's like, I don't have the, what's the word for, oh my God, what the fuck is it called when you have extra money that you can spend on whatever you want? Disposable, disposable. income. Yeah. I don't have disposable income that I can be throwing at charities mm-hmm. and whatnot. And I also don't think that my Instagram followers are looking to me and my story Yeah. every day for places to donate and whatever that's i don't believe i think i don't believe that's my place on the internet and i've it's not our niche i mean it's really not and i think it clogs the internet up when everyone is sharing stuff and it makes it so that you're just clicking through everyone's stories and not actually taking in information not everyone needs to be a news source, is I guess what I'm trying to say. Instagram and Twitter, and it's this just this is, this, is, this doesn't uh, this doesn't exclusively apply to what's currently happening. This just applies as a general blanket statement in perpetuity that they're not effective sources 
for things of this magnitude. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I personally, mm-hmm. I find YouTube to be a much better platform, actually, and podcasts mm-hmm. even, um, in terms of, like, receiving and disseminating news and updates. Um, like, I listen to the daily New York Times podcast because yeah. that, I mean, that's actually been... Like, they have, like, reporters, like, in Ukraine, like, fleeing and interviewing Ukrainians. And that is a much better source than, like, people arguing, than, like, two people on the West Coast of the U.S. arguing about who's performing their support for Ukraine better. Yes. (laughs) Like, I mean, I put a, I put a link in my, in my link tree, in my, that's in my bio, Mm -hmm. that has, like, sources and like education for ukraine so like if someone i didn't so so if someone like clicks on that like they can see that and so if they're like oh cool so if they're inclined they can go click on it um and obviously if you do have disposable income like yes donate to charity and mutual aid and because we do have literal microphones in front of our faces right now like we have like a slight obligation to (laughs) to at least like endorse that obviously like if you can support them monetarily which is pretty much the extent of what you can do besides like getting a jet blue flight out there um then yeah absolutely Mm i don't know it's just it's just a tough conversation to have because you i mean i could I don't know. I mean, I don't want to sound like complacent or apathetic because like I'm really not. And it really is like horrifying that they're like bombing hospitals and maternity wards and like children are like under rubble right now. Like, obviously, that's horrifying. And that goes or that at least should go without. Saying. Yeah. But like, isn't that what like isn't and... the purpose of like comedy and entertainment in like times of distress in the world Mm -hmm. isn't like the point to like be a distraction and to be something else because Mm -hmm. you and i are not a news source and that's not our belief i mean i feel like that's just it's weird that we expect anyone with any level of platform and i'm talking about people with 100 instagram followers to be expressing their condolences and support yeah which once again we do but every time every time there's any type of conflict whether within the u.s or globally um there's an expectation of giving a hundred percent effort and focus for five days onto this conflict and yeah uh and yeah and performing performing some type of activism or pseudo activism and Sophie just responded, thank you, mom and dad. You're the only ones who have acknowledged this very important holiday. <laughs> um, yeah, let her know I'm the one who remembered. <laughs> Testing? <clears throat> okay. Um, Give her their uh, hot war takes. As I was saying. any So anytime a, a conflict happens, like we, we saw this with the Black Lives Matter protests in June of 2020. Um I would say that was the peak of like infograph time. And we see this with Israel Palestine. Maybe that was just the beginning. <laughs> we, see, we see it with Israel Palestine. We see it with immigration. We see, like, I mean, we see, we see it with uh, absolutely everything where 
I, yeah, I don't even know how to like articulate. I don't even know how to articulate this point, but I bet Tony would know. <laughs> he knows all. Uh, just give you me know one. who can stop the war, <laughs> Tony. Oh, I mean, I I think large brick. He was driving to the airport to get on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> All he was bringing was that yeah. basket with a brick and a crowbar. And I mean, it does. I mean, I don't expect most people to have like an intricate knowledge of like geopolitical conflict in history. And I doubt most people could give a correct definition of like what NATO is. Um, I sure couldn't. More people definitely have a strong opinion about NATO than can define what NATO is. And I think that's the case for most conflicts where people don't actually have an intellectual yeah. or moral stance that's like based on like logic and reasoning and deduction mm-hmm. <laughs> than and this performative activism is more about satiating their own inner guilt and desire to be viewed as to be viewed as someone who is knowledgeable and active in doing the right thing than someone who is actually knowledgeable and active in doing the right thing. And or you could just be a bimbo like me. Head empty. I would rather people not say anything than say... What they think they're supposed to. Or or worse, what they've been told they should think. And, mm. and I mean, I'm seeing this all over the fucking place. I'm seeing there's a really strange um... There's a really strange, like, coalition on the online left, which is a very terrifying community, Um, (laughs) which is a horrifying place because it's mainly, like, 16-year-olds who are, like, Uh Stalin stands and... (laughs) Our listeners. Yeah, literally. Rise up Stalinites. And... This is what we call our fans. And there, so there's just a weird coalition of people on the left who think that that to be on the left means to be unequivocally anti-American and being against America in whatever situation ever. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong. Amer- America's the bad guy. Duh. <laughs> no, I mean, I... Yeah. Uh, no, I like. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna list all the things America has done wrong because that would be a whole entirely different podcast. That's our our side project. It's called Things America Has Done Wrong. But if your <laughs> if your political and moral stance begins and ends with America bad, uh, you. I, I was literally just being like, you're stupid. But, like, <laughs> but that's no, not. No, it's that, just a lot more nuanced than that. That's that's an uncomplicated, easy black and white view. And like, yeah, the CIA, the intelligence agencies, whatever, have done like atrocious, horrifying things. And yet that does not mean that every single time they say something that it is not true. And mm-hmm. it is okay to agree with them 5% of the time. Even if, like, your intents are different or whatever. Like, truly. I mean, if it begins and ends with America bad, then you don't actually have, like, a coherent, well-developed worldview or, like... Okay, well, I felt like it was... That was political very compass During the Trump administration, it was, like, everything he did. It was, like, well, fuck Trump, Trump bad. Yeah, I mean, at that point, you're 
you're no better than the people you're ostensibly opposing because like we see Mm -hmm. the right do this all the time where they're like we're gonna block Mm -hmm. every piece of legislation by obama and it's like okay so you're not actually interested in you're not no one's interested Uh in actually doing the right thing or like following through on like a coherent consistent uh ideology they're more focused on like playground politics pretty much you know Uh so it it, it just yeah i mean it, it really this whole like i mean i've seen like people who are genuinely like just really frustrates me it's like russia's doing the right thing and america's lying to you and if i i like i literally saw a tweet that was like if you think russia's in the wrong here you've um just like drank the Kool-Aid and been fed lies by the american media establishment okay no i don't know if that's true and i'm like no it sounds like you've drank your like fucking moscow mule and gone to full fucking looney town because it sounds like you're drinking the Russian Kool-Aid. If you're, I mean, if you're defending a country with a like pseudo dictator who made like a literal like Nazi era propaganda speech about invading mm-hmm. a sovereign neighboring nation, I don't know what to tell you. We can get into the nitty gritty of whatever of like Ukraine wanting to join NATO. We can like we could get into all that and like you'll still be wrong. But you're not even doing that. You're just like yeah. NATO bad. And I'm like, once again, you can't describe what you can't even describe what nato is you're just trying to get like cool points on the internet that's what actually you that's what you actually care about well that feels very american when i go into a cvs parking lot (laughs) no one cares if you're like oh nato's an imperialist arm of like (laughs) the capitalist west or whatever and also russia and china are capitalist countries like don't fucking kid yourself I was going to say that that feels very American to like to be need to insert your to be ignorant and need to like insert yourself to like virtue signal to have some like yes. arbitrary opinion. It's the most it's American like, thing okay, possible. Well, <laughs> your at the end of the day, I mean, even if you're like you've been drinking the Kool Aid and Russia's in the right, it's like okay, what does that accomplish? Yeah, I mean, obviously, like name calling and like that. I don't know it's just like it's like what like what are you trying to achieve like what's your like end goal like what what are you working to get a towards? kiss from Putin I mean baby that's everybody's goal to not get ratioed on Twitter <laughs> like, I mean as someone I would literally by no means ever <laughs> consider myself an expert on like international relations or like geopolitical conflict or like this situation specifically but I think I I feel confident in saying I probably have like a better understanding of the situation than like mm-hmm. most people, but there are obviously many much smarter people who know a lot more about this that you should um, go listen to uh, <laughs> instead of us because we're not a news source. However, I do think I'm like pretty well educated and mm-hmm. have a somewhat clear grasp on the situation, at least in like a, working proficiency <laughs> understanding yeah. like speak intelligently about it for the most part i mean i also have i feel like i can speak intelligently on some things and i feel like i also like have the wherewithal to say oh i actually don't know much about that specifically which no one else seems to <laughs> want to admit i'm just gonna say except for me everyone's favorite idiot <laughs> i'm happy to say i'm ignorant i don't whatever <laughs> 
ignorant and happy, the bimbo motto. Like two hours before Russia like invaded, um, I made an Instagram post of <laughs> I made an Instagram post satirizing and making fun of like infograph culture and performative activism and people who's where where it begins and ends with uh create post and publish you know so i made a carousel post where the first is like your classic infograph cover of what's happening in ukraine with an arrow and then you slide over and it's me in the sweater clary gave me for christmas you look so handsome stop it i did um eating a bowl of sweet potato and saying ignorantly i have no idea it was hysterical to be clear hysterical one of the funniest things i've ever done secondly (laughs) period secondly (laughs) i did post it before the invasion actually began third i was inspired after some friend maybe you or some other people like i i people sent me some tiktoks of like something's happening in ukraine but i haven't seen anyone post an infograph about it so i guess it can't be that serious which mm-hmm. is also hysterical. And once again, this is not like the joke isn't human rights atroci- atrocities and like war crimes being committed in Ukraine. Like that's not the punchline. There isn't anything funny about that. I I was literally like the intent and I think the execution was clearly targeted towards people whose only interest is self-centered and in scoring social media points without actually having a real understanding of the situation let alone like doing anything to materially or tangibly help like the people of ukraine yes clara well sorry finish what you were gonna say i'll ask my i'll make my statement in the moment. and that seemed to be very clear to 99 percent of the people interacting with it to all the people that liked and commented on it it was like I mean, not to toot my own horn, because like it got like eighty likes and twenty comments. That's a big deal for me. But <laughs> good job, Nikki. Thank you. I got a wide swath of people like commenting and like got a positive response from it because I think it was clear what my intention and like what the joke is, um, including a comment, <laughs> including a like and a comment from a friend whose parents are immigrants from Ukraine, and. Yeah, and I, but long story short, I got a very, very uh, stern <laughs> DM from a friend of mine who was like, I mean, I, I mean, do you want to break down their argument? It was like, this isn't something to laugh at. Like, you need to be empathetic. And as a white Westerner on Native American soil, the least you can do is not joke about this and take it seriously. Do you know how boring life would be if we took everything seriously and didn't <laughs> make jokes about things from time to time? And once again, this isn't a joke about human rights atrocities. I mean, I also received a DM when I shared your post from someone yeah. I don't know that well yeah. saying, this isn't really something to joke about. To which I say well, a few things. One of which, yeah. I don't know who put you in charge of what I can and can't joke about because I can make whatever fucking jokes I want, bro. First of all, second of all, you clearly missed the point. And third of all, what like points do you think you're scoring being in my DMs telling me what I can't do on a public platform? I'm sorry. Like, 
And in terms of like the horrible things that are out there on social media, this is like pretty low tier. Anyways. Yeah, I mean, and to quote your um, life partner, Ryan. <laughs> no, I mean, what, what, quote what, him. What, quote him. What did? No, no, no. You, you, you were the one that received the text. Just when you oh, told him I don't about even the angry DM. Hold on, let me get the screenshots. God, it's so hard. It's rough out there. <laughs> it's rough being a podcaster. Literally. Well, I was just like, I don't... Yeah, okay. So I get the message that says, hmm, that's not really something to make light of, though. Which I'm like, why are you the, like, Instagram police? Um, so you told him that I got an angry DM from a friend? Yeah, he said, yes, it's horrendous, and I have a pit in my stomach about it, but memes and shit help Jesus. And then I said something... Ignorant. Um, <laughs> ignorant, and we're going to skip over that. And then he said... Like, if a bomb was dropped on U.S. soil, I'd expect some good memes about an hour later. Yeah. He's making good points. And then Ryan said, he said, it's not problematic. A lot of people literally don't know what's going on. I said, me included. <laughs> then he said, an ignorance doesn't absolve a person of any of everything. But how can you get on someone for making something they literally just said they don't know much about or understand? And the joke was about people who are ignorant of the situation and yet posture as not being ignorant. I think, like, I, well, I mean, what's the real joke is that I was criticized for being the thing that I was criticizing myself. Would, I mean, would you agree? Yeah. And also, I mean, I did uh, a few days ago, I did archive the post because things have gotten like a lot worse <laughs> since I did make the post. And. I also just didn't want to deal with, like, any of that anymore. But I do stand by the post, for the record. I'm also trying to get a new job. Um. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, I just... I mean, my issue is with... People grieve and cope and deal with the horrors of life in whatever ways. In many different ways. And... you as a fellow white westerner on native american American soil yeah don't get to be in my dms telling me what is and isn't appropriate yeah and i mean i don't care no like that's that is my like even if it was so much worse than what it actually was i stand by it like stop fucking policing people like just stop fucking doing that it is whether it's not it's not a moral question of should you police people period on like social media on a public platform it's just a matter of like there there's no utility to it and it's like not like you can't police people on a public forum it's just like it's just not possible yeah that's what like forums are for that's what subreddits are for where you like find a community of like-minded people or find people who are attracted to a topic to have like an intelligent conversation not and okay not to not to backtrack it does always frustrate me and it just it, it does always bother me when someone like makes a shitty or offensive joke and then is like oh people can't take a joke you can't tell me what to do and i'm like no you said it and you should stand by it and i do stand by what i said and i also stand by my intent which was absolutely not to make fun of war crimes or human rights violations i just that being said that, sorry <laughs> That being said, I do find it really weird, and once again, I don't know if this is just because I've gotten older and I'm starting to notice it, or if culture really is, or if society and culture is, like, 
moving in this direction it definitely feels more like the latter that there's been a weird and i and i think i know at least partially why this has happened but there's been a weird like marriage of in order to take something seriously in order to have empathy for a situation or for people um that is mutually exclusive from humor and i like wholeheartedly disagree and like disavow that you know i disagree that thinking i think that's actually the opposite of the point of humor and i I think comedy can be an incredibly effective tool towards combating like these very issues of ignorance Mm -hmm. and bigotry i know it's really helped me do that i think just to cite an example season three episode one of the office gay witch hunt is like not not to be like hyperbolic and gay, but like that episode, like it. that episode, Loki, like changed my life in terms of how I view humor and comedy and the intersection of that and talking about like very real issues. Because like that episode aired in two thousand six or yeah, that aired in like two thousand six. Long story short, Michael finds out that someone in the office is gay, outs them. It's like an entire fucking it's the office whatever it's a whole fucking debacle the humor comes from michael's ignorance and like inability to realize that despite his intentions being like very pure Mm -hmm. he's still like causing harm and like isn't just is not going about it the, the right way and jan has an excellent line which is um coming out is a very significant moment for a gay person and they should have they should be able to choose the time and the place uh when they feel comfortable to do so mm-hmm. and yeah i mean i think everyone should just go watch it because i think it's a it's just an excellent example of comedy being used to highlight an issue and highlight like hatred is a strong word but like highlight hatred and bigotry and use comedy to show just how <laughs> just how asinine it is to be bigoted towards someone for like whatever fucking reason without sacrificing any humor and like that's just kind of been my the way I've like viewed the world and like the way I've acted and then I mean there is of course a conversation to be had about like who can make jokes about certain subjects and like that's a more complicated issue or whatever (laughs) but I do feel like I'm well within my lane so to speak to make a joke you about... You can make gay jokes. You're to make, allowed to do that. <laughs> to poke fun at other affluent, white, college-educated liberals on social media who are trying to score... Who are trying to just score points among their fellow white, affluent, college-educated friends just so they can all circle-jerk each other about, like, how good they are and how they're on the right side of history when at the end of the day from from dust we came and to dust we will go like (laughs) catholic king like your energy i mean do you want to hear my very concise thoughts your energy is going to have a lot more utility if you direct it towards actually helping people in like a material tangible way than responding to claray sharing my post on her story satirizing people who share infographics like it makes any type of difference i've never retained a single ounce of information from an infograph it's never inspired me 
to go look more on a situation or like literally anything and i feel like that is the case and if you disagree with it i think you're probably just lying to yourself or don't have like a great grasp on like how most people act and behave especially on social media listen my issue and i know did that make any sense (laughs) no i know i'm gonna sound like a fucking libertarian and whatever it just astounds me how comfortable people feel mm-hmm. questioning what other people are doing and saying and making light of on the internet. I just really think that a lot of social issues could be resolved if everyone just minded their own fucking business and didn't jump to, I don't like this, therefore I need to further investigate and have a conversation with this person or try to get them fired from their job or like we just jumped to such extremes that I wish people could see a post they disagreed with and their first thought be huh I didn't find that funny next I didn't find that funny I didn't agree I think that's problematic you can have whatever thoughts and feelings you want and just like keep scrolling it's probably better for you like spiritually and emotionally if you do so yeah and I mean and to just put a to put a cap on the story of the dm i got i ended up replying in through text because i don't like engaging over instagram dms about any like actual conversation (laughs) but i i texted this person and i said hey like you're someone i care about this friendship is something i really care about and i really respect your opinion um Nick it, was much nicer than I would have been that and was, that I advised him to be. That was, not, that was not my intention, but I would love to FaceTime with you so I can hear more about where you're coming from and maybe say more about where I'm coming from. And then their tone completely shifted because I think that's just not what's expected. Yeah. You know, and I, and I do recommend, I recommend to anyone, <laughs> anyone who's been a victim of call out. Um, no, but I, I do recommend like if someone has criticize you in like a what feels like an aggressive way like obviously you're gonna feel very defensive like I had a panic attack in a different CVS when I got those DMs because I was like oh my god because I'm once again very sensitive so I I just I do recommend like one taking just like take your time don't respond immediately but I also do recommend taking you could call it the the high road the high road but don't like don't respond in an incredibly defensive way because that's not going to get anywhere. And it's just, it's also going to confirm what they already think about you. But if you respond in like an open and generous way where you're like, thank you so much for telling me that. And I would like love to hear more and like tell you about where I'm coming from. It's going to catch the person off guard. And you Mm -hmm. also might end up having like an interesting stimulating conversation. You both, you both might leave it like having learned something, (laughs) you know, but I do think that is, 99% 99% of the time the route to go is like kill them with kindness and just be very open and not in a fake not in a fake way like in a genuine way and be willing to engage in that and you're still allowed to disagree with them I, I do I still disagree with this person but I am simultaneously open to hearing their criticisms I just happen I just don't happen to think that responding to a story is the best way to like harbor intelligent thoughtful nuanced discussion that like you know enlightens both of you amen so true sus 
Do you want to talk about the other war going on? The the people versus Sam Levinson? <laughs> Unfortunately, Nick, I hate to remind you that 2020 was two years ago. No, I know. No need to remind. Can you believe that two years ago was when our... When, when we when, met. When our love began. When we got married. Um, when we were FaceTiming in quarantine. And I was in uh, Portland. Remember that one night when you and I were FaceTiming and I was like really high and like. And you're like, take your tits out. And I, and I was like, no. And I was like wheezing okay. laughing and I went into my sister's room to like tell her what was funny. But I like couldn't because I was like incapacitated. Uh, no, that. I don't remember this. I do, but I bet I do it was miss hilarious. those first two weeks. I miss clapping at seven p.m. for our healthcare heroes. Where? When are people going to start clapping for Us. our retail heroes? <laughs> I need applause. I do every time I leave a store. <laughs> I'm feeling a whole lot of ways about coming up on two years since. I just feel like of COVID for us. Yeah. 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 No, of COVID. <laughs> Disgusting. It's just crazy how different my life feels. Yeah, it's very weird how... It's it's weird how much better my life is now in so many ways. Mm-hmm. Considering that Russia just invaded Ukraine. Um, <laughs> no, but like, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, it's... Yeah. I mean, maybe it has to do with like... We can do a proper reflection next week or the week after but like i don't know i just think maybe it has something to do with age too definitely i i feel so much older (laughs) same but i also feel i was a little baby i also feel younger and like i take things less seriously yes 100 percent. i don't know which definitely it's just there's like no point in saying this because i remember hearing this when i was younger and being like okay whatever um but you know it, how you talked when you were younger. Yeah. But it really is crazy how like black and white your thinking is and how that just changes as you get older um, for the better. And I feel like that actually has to do so much with why um, the internet is the way it is at the moment mm-hmm. is because the most technologically literate people at the moment are the younger generation. So like teenagers... Mm-hmm are the ones who are most active and most know how to use technology and the internet. Yeah. And their brains aren't fully developed yet. And so they uh, fall into this like incredibly binary thinking. Um, And I think that's where, and then I think that just kind of like metastasizes throughout the internet. And then when people with platforms realize that that's like where the tide is going, (laughs) Mm -hmm. they, uh, when they realize that that's where the tides are turning to, um, they cater to that and start like creating their content based around being incredibly divisive and binary. Yeah. Because that's what people are going to engage in just to like get confirmation bias. Yeah. I just think also it's incredibly like liberating, I guess, to realize. And I mean, I'm not saying I didn't already know this, but it's different to know it and to, like, actually know it. Embody that, it. like, <laughs> life is just so stupid and, like, <laughs> existence is, like... And I mean this not in, like, a doomsday, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. fuck it, nothing matters, but, like, 
existence is futile and like this is like what are we doing like what the fuck are we doing as humans in life and i know i sound like i'm on drugs and i'm not speak for yourself but it is just it's so much easier to live life when you're it's just kind of like whatever happens happens (laughs) you know what i mean no yeah i mean realizing that you have control over like 0.1 percent of like what happens in your life (laughs) i said that like in an in an in an interview the other day um they were like how do you deal with like stressful situations or like when unexpected things come up i'm like well you just account like you budget it in because like obviously something unexpected is going to happen because you that's a great answer i was like i was like yeah i mean i like as i've gotten older i've realized i have actually less and less control over aspects of my life which has allowed me to Mm -hmm. like focus more on what i do have control over yeah and i got the second interview (laughs) though i mean it's because i wrote you an incredible letter of recommendation (laughs) I said, under no circumstances should you hire this man. <laughs> and they're like, he seems interesting. I, I also feel very grateful to the universe for throwing this pandemic into my lap at the age that I was and am. Mm. I don't think I could have. I think I would have responded very differently had I been much younger or much older. No, I mean, especially with regards to like school. I like, whew, I'm so glad I didn't have to do a single year of education with any of this same because i wouldn't have fared well had my senior musical gotten canceled i would have like lit the school on fire it wouldn't have been atrocious i would have been like dear putin sorry i couldn't have been your mother god i wanted to talk about that video but we're running late so thanks for listening what is there to say (laughs) what is there not to say good night good luck prayers and love to ukraine Hello! Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, me and Clare produce and edit and sound mix. Uh, you can follow the podcast on Instagram at Brain Cell Girls. You can follow me, Nick, on Instagram at Nick Curl. And you can follow Clare on Instagram at The Grace Trap Queen. Music by Anabolic Beats. We would like to thank our patrons who have selected the immortal tier on our patreon for allowing us to you know make the show we really appreciate it so thank you to hazel herring jade watson john sims laura zimmerman megan donovan op queef piss baby sasha kosek teresa graham and venish 542 we really really appreciate it